Hello and welcome to this Endo Life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an Endo Warrior and Endo Health Coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's (laughs) the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them I don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, And you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the lovely girls at Semaine. They are two sisters with endometriosis. They've been on the show before and they founded Semaine, which is a supplement company for people with periods to originally their first supplement was to aid with PMS and period pain. And I know that it is a lifesaver for so many people with endometriosis and painful periods. I absolutely love that supplement. It's really helped me when I've had to kind of follow protocols for SIBO or, you know, I've had a stressful time and I've been worried about my period. I've been able to avoid a flare with that supplement and they've always been so kind and um, kindly sent me sent me them when I when I've needed them. And now they've come out with a new supplement called the Daily, and it is a hormone balancing supplement, which is designed to help with healthy skin, stable mood, fewer cravings in your luteal phase, blood sugar balance. And they recently gifted it to me. Honestly, I said this to my client the other day. My blood sugar levels have never felt so stable as they did when I was taking that day, daily supplement. As you guys know, I I work very hard to stabilize my blood sugar levels because that will keep inflammation down and it also ensures that you have healthy balanced hormones. It's, it's really, really key. And I have a history of having really unstable blood sugar. Originally growing up, it was because of my eating disorder. But then in later years, it was much more down to firstly following a vegan diet when I didn't understand how to build my plate, a healthy blood sugar balancing plate. And secondly, because of my microbiome and my microbiome because of SIBO is 
built to actually extract more glucose from my food and cause blood sugar instability. This is actually a really key piece of blood sugar. If your blood sugar is resisting all of the strategies you're trying, that is a massive clue that your microbiome is affecting the way that your blood sugar is is being controlled in your body. So we need to work on that, work on your gut. And mine has improved mine has improved massively, but I still react much more um erratically than someone else would to blood sugar fluctuations. And I couldn't believe the difference. It was like I had a whole month of like stable blood sugar. It was incredible. And as a result, I had much more of a healthier cycle. I felt a lot more satisfied. I had less food cravings. I just felt a lot more stable in energy. So I'm a really big fan of this. And as I said, blood sugar is a huge piece to managing your hormones, hence why blood sugar is such a big part of their their supplement. So the girls have kindly given me a discount code for you guys. It will get you 20% off your first um, order, whether that's the daily or the PMS and period support capsules. And the code is ENDOLIFE, one word, all caps. So E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E. And that code is valid for the next six months, I believe. So you can use it at any time. Um, So let me know how you get on with them. I'd love to hear if you find them as amazing as I did. And I hope that they bring you a happier and healthier cycle and period. Okay, so before we begin today's episode, I wanted to let you guys know that on March 28th, I am running my second endo belly challenge. And so in this four-week challenge, you're going to learn the first steps to identifying the root causes of your endo belly and the initial tools to heal your swelling, gut issues, and abdominal discomfort. Every Monday, you'll get a new email with a bit of endo belly education, and you'll also get an action step to implement that week. Now, this challenge is designed for anyone who experiences abdominal swelling, bloating, gas, constipation, nausea, diarrhea or loose stools, acid reflux, indigestion or stomach cramps with your endo. So if you have any of those, if you have IBS and endo, endo belly and endo, this challenge is designed for you. It's entirely free and you can sign up today and get started on March the 28th or you can sign up at any point in the challenge but I encourage you to sign up now so you can get the first email on Monday March 28th. And lastly I also wanted to let you know to celebrate International Women's Day last week I reduced my Nutrition for Endo Masterclasses down to $11.99 each with £5 from every masterclass going to Period Poverty UK, who are not just providing period products to people experiencing period poverty in the UK, but they're also distributing them to refugee camps across the world. And as we know, there are so many endo warriors and menstruators living in refugee camps at the moment. So I really wanted to find a charity who was not not just providing to the UK, but all over. So if you just use the code International Women's Day, all one word, all caps at the checkout, then that will be applied. Now, there are two masterclasses, the foundations, which is all about anti-inflammatory eating and the advanced, which is the blood sugar 
You can buy them both together as a bundle, and that's normally £50, the bundle, but because of the discount, you'll get the bundle for £23.98. So the offer ends tomorrow, Tuesday the 15th of March at midnight. So I just wanted to let you guys know in case anyone wanted to grab that before that um, expires. I have put the code in the show notes if you just want to copy and paste it. And the link to the masterclasses are also in the show notes. Okay, so today we're talking about the endobelly, but more specifically, constipation. Now, firstly, let's quickly look at what the endobelly is. The endobelly is not actually a medical term, but instead it's the name that the community has coined in reference to the severe bloating that we often experience. So there isn't technically a set definition, but it's generally thought to be severe bloating or swelling that tends to be attributed to endometriosis and is sometimes accompanied by pain. Some experts, articles, and endo patients also include gut problems with this term too, but not always. My definition from my training and from seeing so many clients with these symptoms is that the endo belly is exaggerated and severe bloating, often accompanied by gut symptoms, pain, or discomfort, but it's not always caused by the endometriosis directly. There are normally contributing factors behind the endo belly, and there's normally a couple. It's not usually just one thing. Many people with endo suffer with this bloating or what you would call distension plus IBS issues like constipation. And often these can be caused by issues like gut dysbiosis, which is common with endo, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, which according to the research could be affecting up to 80% of us with endo, adhesions from surgery and bowel endometriosis, to name just a few of the contributing factors. So constipation can result from one or all of these issues, and the bloating itself could also come from one or all of these issues, and, you know, the many other causes that aren't listed here. But the constipation itself could also be worsening your bloating. When you're constipated, you're going to get a buildup of waste, gas, and bacteria in your intestines, and the bacteria will also have longer to ferment the food you've eaten, resulting in more gas being produced than usual. So what can we do about it? Ideally, in the long run, we want to address the root cause of your constipation because at-home remedies are unlikely to solve the root cause alone. However, whilst you're on that journey, the at-home remedies can make a real difference to the symptoms. Now, before I get started with the list, full credit to my tutors, Dr. Alison C. Becker and Dr. Narala Jacoby for these great tools. So let's dive in. Number one is to drink hot water in the morning. Yeah, it's that simple. Drinking hot or warm water like a herbal tea and making a chewing movement as you drink it can actually trigger motility, which basically means movement in the large intestine. It works best if you drink it slowly, though experiment with what works for you. I wouldn't necessarily wait for constipation to happen to try this, but bring it into your daily routine so that you start to build a habit of a morning bowel movement. Our second tool is to try flax or chia seeds. Both flax and chia seeds help to create a bowel movement, but which one you use really depends on your personal reactions to the seeds. Chia is low FODMAP at serving sizes up to 24 grams. So as a result, chia is often safe for people with IBS and even in many cases, people with SIBO. Chia seeds provide a large amount of fiber and whilst many people with IBS and SIBO can't tolerate a lot of fiber, 
Chia seeds are often well tolerated, so it's a great way to top up on your fiber content without a flare, and we all know how important fiber is. You may have noticed that chia seeds absorb a lot of water, and so as a result, they can soften a stool by adding a gel-like consistency to food in your intestinal tract, and by adding bulk, which can help form a stool and move it along. Now, be guided by your personal reaction because with SIBO, adding fiber often makes things worse. And because everyone is unique, even though chia is generally thought to be safe for SIBO, some people still react, which means their constipation could get worse. So start slowly with a small amount, like a tablespoon, and increase to two if you find that you don't have any adverse reactions. Just don't exceed 24 grams to be on the safe side. Although 24 grams of chia in one sitting is a huge amount because they're so tiny. So I doubt you'll exceed that. It's, it's a huge amount. Always add a liquid to your chia first to create that gel-like consistency. You could make a chia pudding with almond milk, add them to oats or add them to a smoothie. Now with flax, I tend to see that's less well tolerated with people who have SIBO due to the fiber content, but see how you respond because some people are fine with it. To be on the safe side, a low FODMAP serving of flax is 15 grams or one tablespoon. So start there, though you might be able to tolerate more. The serving size found to be effective for constipation in research is 20 grams. So maybe if you want to try more, you could start with 15 and you could build up to 20. Now, some of you may be wondering if flax is safe for endo. Flax contains plant compounds known as phytoestrogens, which mimic estrogen in the body. Lots of studies show flaxseed as being beneficial for people who have low levels of estrogen, as it raises them, just like soy does. And yet because, like soy, phytoestrogens are weaker than our own estrogen, it should, in theory, help to lower estrogen dominance, and certainly has shown that with many people. But it seems to depend on the individual response, as I've personally experienced worsening endometriosis symptoms when I eat flaxseed, or at least when I eat a lot of flaxseed. And I know that my tutors, Dr. Jessica Drummond and Nicole Jardim, have observed similar reactions too, especially with people with endometriosis. So it really is about you testing your personal tolerance because it might actually work wonders for you or it might cause some symptoms. One factor to consider is that the issue maybe isn't the phytoestrogens in the flax, but potentially the state of the flax that you're eating. Flax is very vulnerable to going rancid and becoming inflammatory. So it's better to store whole flax seeds in an airtight container in the fridge for shorter periods of time. So, you know, replace that flax every four to six weeks and then grind the flax seeds fresh if it's required to be ground rather than storing them in a cupboard in a bag already ground by, you know, the brand. So you could try that and see how you feel. I think my problem previously is I was eating, this is many years ago, I was eating a lot of flax that was pre-ground and I was keeping it in the cupboard. Now I tend to tolerate flax much better. You can add flax to oats and smoothies, or you can stir it into yogurt or chia pudding. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop 
just head to the link in my show notes. Now, my next tip is to eat more fat. So hopefully you're liking these things because I'm not telling you to take anything away. I'm telling you to add stuff in. So adequate levels of fat can aid with constipation as fat triggers large intestine motility. Now, you do have to be careful because too much fat can sometimes cause gastro issues in people with IBS. But generally, with my clients and students, we focus on two golf ball-sized servings of fat with each meal to support blood sugar levels, and that amount is often well tolerated. I don't really see any issues with that. If you're not sure, try a lesser serving size and also try fats that are lower in FODMAPs to avoid aggravating your symptoms. Now, just to be clear, I am in no way telling you to start a low FODMAP diet. That actually has to be prescribed by a doctor or a dietitian and should only be done with diagnosis of IBS. But to avoid flaring your symptoms with these strategies specifically, you could try low FODMAP options for these, at least when you're getting started. Some good fats include eggs, coconut oil, olive oil, and low FODMAP nut butters. A great combination could be to combine one of these fats with your chia or flax at breakfast after you've drunk some warm water for maximum effect. So you've sort of got like a constipation solution breakfast. (laughs) Now, our final strategy is a really lovely relaxing strategy, and that is the I love you massage. The I love you massage is an easy abdominal massage that you can do on yourself at home and is designed specifically for IBS problems like bloating, gas, constipation, etc. And you can get it for free on YouTube, and I've linked to it in the show notes. In my experience, it's best performed at night before bed, as it also helps to stimulate something called your migrating motor complex, which is a wave-like motion in your small intestine that cleans up the small intestine between meals, and most of all, overnight. Whilst the MMC won't directly help with constipation because the MMC is taking place in the small intestine, it will help with SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, and bloating occurring in the small intestine. And so this massage is targeting two issues at once, constipation through stimulating the large intestine, and then the bloating and the SIBO that could be occurring in the small intestine. So that's it. I hope one or a few of these at-home remedies really help you with your constipation and I would love to hear how you get on. So please do reach out on Instagram and let me know. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website which is www.thisendolife.com and you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website Um, I've put the link in my show notes it's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. (music) 